Hello and welcome to That Damn Wall. My name's Anna and if you're new, a very warm welcome to you. This is season two, episode two, and in this episode I'm interviewing one of my very best friends, Miss Anna Hamilton. Anna is an amazing singer, an amazing leader, she is an amazing artist, and she also has some incredible DIY skills. She is a lady of many talents, and in this episode we're talking about weakness and other strengths. Everyone goes through times in life where they feel really weak for one reason or another, whether it's, I don't know, financially or relationally or personally or spiritually or whatever. It's been a really, really hard time for a lot of people. And how do we lead others or how do we go to work or how do we enter relationships when we're feeling weak? Because actually it's in vulnerability and and openness and our authenticity that we can invite people into that space and that we can be loved for who we really are even if that has been weak, that actually if people love you in that area or if people that you're working alongside or serving alongside or creating alongside, if they see you for who you really are, that's an opportunity for them to reach out and to love you. But for us, we need to do the work and we need to present ourselves with authenticity without leading into performance. And so that's what we're going to talk about. It could be so easy for us to slap a smile on our face, especially in English culture, and, um, and pretend everything's fine and we're all good and just perform for people's love or perform for approval, but actually, what is it like to acknowledge how we're really doing and how do we invite other people into that space and lead or live or learn or create from a place of being authentic to that. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. Let me know, share it with your mates and enjoy. Anna. Anna, <laughs> lovely to have you on Will the podcast. Will people be confused if we keep saying Anna? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, our voices do sound quite different, but we both are Anna H., I know. Yeah. But hopefully they'll know. Somebody thought I was you at church the other day. Did they? Yeah. So do you used to live with my friend? And I was like, do you mean my mum and dad? <laughs> Are you friends with my parents? Yeah. <laughs> um, Anna, we've known each other since 2017. 18, rather. Yes. Feels like longer. No, <laughs> For all the good like reasons. <laughs> feels like a long time. <laughs> um, and we met at church. I remember, I remember you actually leading worship and I was like, she's powerful. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, we had a chat at the end and that was the rest is history. If you can hear a bell in the background, that's my cat. Santa hasn't come early, <laughs> um, but he wanted to be in on the podcast. Um, so Anna, you are our senior worship leader now. And you're, you're you, I mean, you're just amazing at, at what you do. And um, this podcast is all about breakthrough. And the last few weeks, I was mentioning to you that I've had this phrase in my head about weakness and other strengths mm. and how it's a it's a strong thing to admit that we're not always perfect we don't have it all together mm. but how do you handle how's that been for you I mean me watching your journey has very much been this I always say to you it's a story of faithfulness which is a very some people's testimonies similar to mine in mm. a way can be very like whoa life was crazy and then I met mm-hmm. Jesus and now life's great Hello, Bubba. and then <laughs> Bubba is now next to my <laughs> and then at other times it's been you know, stories like yours, which is slow, steady, consistent, faithful, making decisions um, that are just probably hard to make, but it's it's a story of faithfulness. You've, mm. you've remained faithful. Um, how's that been for you when your life is on the stage? Yeah, we have these insecurities and how do you show up? How do you mm. lean into weakness knowing that's time for Jesus to show you his strength? Mm-hmm. How, like, what's that for you? Yeah, Um yeah, well, I think I've lived like most of my life um, under the impression that uh, to be weak, to show weakness um, was to appear not trustworthy and unreliable and um, 
and I just had this idea in my head that I had to have everything together. I didn't have any um, non-Christian, I didn't have any Christian friends when I was younger, um, but I loved Jesus. And and then when when I was around, my parents like took a, used to take a little group from our town to Soul Survivor. They would like round them up on this, just random, completely unchurched um, people off the street like friends of friends and stuff and um and I, I I would very much feel like I had to be the one that had it all together and that was an example to them and um yeah not in a not in sort of like a self-righteous way but in like a I needed to be steady um because mm-hmm. a lot of them were going through massive things at home and yeah dealing with big stuff big stuff and one of them punched my mum gosh in the yeah. big top yeah it was, quite... was it you <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it was just that kind of vibe. And so I, I very much felt like I had to be together and um, carried that into my, as I started sort of leading in church and mm. going to ministry. Um, Did you carry that on purpose or was that just a small decision that you didn't even know you made? Yeah, I had no, I had no idea really. Um, and yeah. by that, I mean, did you carry that performance or this mentality? Mm. I need to have this together. Mm, I think I would, I would, I would feel that and I would I would naturally and I still do I, I will naturally sort of fill a hole mm. fill a gap if I see one um yeah and just had to be the person that would be there and be reliable and be mm. you know um and some of that is really beautiful like some of that is, has led me to be really a really faithful and loyal person and mm. and I think you know there's something in that there's something that Jesus was doing that in in the way that he was writing my story but um but there's all the other other side of it that I associated being weak with um with just not being uh, a reliable person and I think um now I'm sort of beginning to learn only just beginning to learn that strength and weakness are so they're so hand in hand and mm. yeah I don't think you can experience real strength unless you acknowledge your weakness yeah. And it, it's totally false if we if we are. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. I remember journaling when I was I think I was about twenty three, um, and I I was experiencing so I mean the mm. amount of insecurity that I carried mm. was act looking back in hindsight it's phenomenal that I carried that much insecurity, um, and I remember writing in my journal, everything looks really ugly, mm. but then I felt like God say, but you know you don't know what beautiful is until you've seen the ugly because mm. you don't have the thankfulness on the other side to be like, oh, in hindsight, I can now look back and say this, I'm good or God is good. or he's... Mm-hmm. How do you, what's what's your journey been like then when you were like, okay, because you can look back and say, I used to, you know, I've carried that, I've, I've filled that space, I've mm. done whatever. How did you start to acknowledge I don't actually have this all together mm. and that's okay? When mm. What was that turning point? Yeah, I, well, I, I always go back to this encounter that I had with Jesus when I was um I was leading worship and my response to um beginning to feel like I was uh experiencing a real weakness or um often with the Lord like if I was feeling disappointed about something Mm -hmm. I'd be like I can't show that to others and I can't show that to him and I think when we're we're dishonest with Jesus, it doesn't tend to t- take us very far because yeah. he know and he waits. He waits for yeah. us to to show up. Um, and so I would my response often when I was feeling that would be to um, I, I was like, well, I'm going to be I'm going to be 
sold out. I'm going to be so surrendered. I'm going to be, I'd do anything, go anywhere. You know, I get very zealous and very, yeah. so, and I'm like, I'm going to be a missionary. And I'm yeah. going to, I literally thought I was going to be a missionary because I thought that's what you do when you are sold out for the Lord. Yeah, like that's the only one that's thing. The, that, yeah. It's the only thing. I was like ready to move to the Middle East. I was, you know, um, and really all of that was a response to um, feeling quite, insecure and unsure of myself and and um and there's nothing wrong with those people that do do that it's no 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 but it wasn't my calling yeah Yeah. (laughs) Jesus never told me to do that yeah um and so yeah I was I was I remember I was in our student ministry at, at church and I was leading worship that night and um was feeling really in the like weeks before just really really unsure I didn't know what I was doing with my life I was feeling really disappointed in lots of areas and um, I hadn't really expressed that to Jesus mm. or to other people. Um, and I was leading worship and my friend was preaching and I don't remember what he's preaching on, but I, I felt myself getting very emotional and mm. I was like, not now. Yeah. No, <laughs> I've got to lead uh, ministry in a second and I need to, need to get it together. Um, but I could feel myself just absolutely losing it. And um, my friend was playing electric guitar and I was like, Mate, would you just? I'm just gonna go next door. Would you just play? If they if they start ministry, you just yeah. play. Just explain to them I'll be back in a sec. Um, and he could see that I was like on the verge of a full breakdown. And, yeah. And you know, was a teenage boy and didn't really know what to do with that. So um, he's like, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Um, and I I went to the back of the room. We we were meeting in the round, so I went to the where the stage was because um, I was going to go into the vestry. And then as I was walking. Um, I saw behind the curtain on the stage there's this like old altar mm. back there um, and I was like right I'm going to go to the altar I'm going to go and lay myself down yeah. <laughs> got all you know <laughs> yeah. I am your eyes uh, yeah literally <laughs> see my, my whole life a living sacrifice <laughs> all the Christianese that we bring yeah, out when we're like I've been there oh my I've gosh I've been there and I went, I went and sat by the altar, I knelt there and the Lord said to me, I, I, I started to have this monologue with the Lord where I'm saying all of this stuff. I would do anything. I go, what do you want me to do? Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And, um, and the Lord says, um, Anna, this is a table, not an altar. Mm. And I was like, huh, okay. Are you not hearing what I'm saying to you right now? That I would do anything and I would go anywhere. Yeah. Um, and he said it again. This is a, this is a table, not an altar. And I suddenly realised I'd grown up in. Um, I was a chorister in a cathedral when I was younger, so super high church. And we always referred to that the ta- the yeah. altar as the altar. It was like the holy altar, you know. Yeah. Um, but actually, it's kind of old covenant because mm. it's actually a ta- It's the communion table. That, yeah. The altar where we made sacrifices has become the table where we receive the bread and the body, the That's bread great. and the blood. You yeah. know, really um, use that in a preach one day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have. <laughs> and um, I, yeah, I, I was having this moment where I was realizing, wow, I've thought that my worship life with Jesus had to be all about what I bring mm. and how how much I can do. And in that moment, he was like, Anna if you don't start from where, from what I've already done for you, mm. if you don't receive that first. And I, I think, 
because I'm all for it. I, I think we need men and women in the church today that would do anything yeah, and course. would be surrendered. Yeah. I love it. I'm not, not yeah. knocking that at all. But if we don't receive first, yeah. I don't think we'll find we have very much mm. to give, mm. really. Mm. We'll be empty. Yeah, because what's the, what's the, it's, it's, it's a heart posture as well, isn't mm. it? I've been like, I'm sorry, that's Christianese as well. But if that thing on like, well, why am I saying I'll go anywhere, I'll do anything? Um, is it to make God happy or mm. is it because we're actually called to that space mm. because then then there's a joy mm. as well as a sorry you know like mm-hmm. when I went to America and I came back it was a sacrifice to come to London yeah but there was also an excitement because I knew I was called here yeah and if there's a thing on like I'm gonna do it, I just want to make you happy then that's mm. that again is another way of performing mm. um, but I love that what you're saying about we need to first receive mm. because oftentimes particularly in English culture we find it so difficult mm. to receive from God first mm. whereas that's the like mm. we're, it's a commandment to mm. be like to love God but to be loved by him otherwise yeah. we can't love people and receive just because just because he loves yeah. us not because of what we've done yeah. and I think it's I think it's it, it's um particularly with people that maybe have grown up in church yeah it's like (laughs) it's a real problem that we just think we have to earn Mm. love yeah from god yeah and um so yeah he he began to sort of break that off of me Mm. and i remember sitting when as i was kneeling by that altar that day by the table i felt um i felt the lord begin to laugh I literally heard like a, a laughter yeah. and it was so weird. And I, at first I was like, are you laughing at me? Yeah. Jesus, <laughs> not okay. <laughs> but I, he started to tell me all the things that he loves about me. Mm. Um, and they weren't the things that were impressive to other people. They weren't the achievements that I'd, you know, mm. it was nothing that probably I would have, I would have written down as my list of strengths. Yeah. He started just to tell me how much he just loved me as I was. Mm. Um, and I started, I started laughing because I was like, oh my God. And I re- it's that process of him delighting in us and us just beginning to delight in him, that's what it looks like yeah. to, to be in communion with Jesus. Yeah. Um, and to, yeah, um, to just receive from him and, and respond in worship. Mm. Um, and so that forever sort of changed the way that I thought about um about what he requires of me yeah um and it's not a perfect shiny yeah. version of myself yeah. it is me yeah. as i am um and it's it's actually true that his strength is made perfect in our weakness <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well that's what the, where the powerful stories come from because mm. of our experience and what you said you just said then and our response to him is worship mm. um and I think it is, that is the response because if we receive, I rem- like we can take faith so we can be so serious about mm. our faith and, you know, we're on a mission and we've got this stuff right. to do. And I honestly think that if the person of Jesus was physically sat, I'm talking like if we could physically see right. him sat with us, the fruit of that would be love, joy, right. peace, patience, kindness. Yeah. It wouldn't be really good to see you. I've got to run because I've got a meeting, mm. but great to see you. It mm. would be like, you're here and, yeah. I, and this, this, right now is like you're saying communion Mm. with him Mm. i remember being on the knee on my knees (laughs) it's so funny isn't it when we look back at ourselves (laughs) i remember being on my knees in my bedroom Mm. um before i before i moved to california and i'd been accepted to do ministry school and Mm. had had nothing i had no money had nothing i was actually in debt and um, on 
on the floor in my room been like lord why have you called me here i've mm-hmm. got no money this is actually now painful but mm-hmm. same as you i'll go anywhere i'll do anything literally like rocking back and forth been like lord and i i felt <laughs> jesus just be like why are you striving mm-hmm. go to bed get off the floor and there's a time for incession i'm not yeah. saying that there isn't i think there's a time when we actually are called to be like hello high water i'm praying for this thing yeah. there's also an invitation and a time to just be like I'm going to trust in your goodness. If you yeah. called me there, your word is higher than mine. Yes. And um, I felt like God say, Anna, go to bed, stop striving. But I've called you somewhere, so why aren't you packing your bags? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I've got no money. I've got this stuff. This, I'm praying for the money. Mm-hmm. And God's like, Anna, I called you. I'll give you the money. Just go to bed and pack your bags. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I got my suitcase out, packed my bags, I got the email through mm-hmm. saying, you know, your apartment, we need you. Right. Like, we've we've got rid of your apartment for you. Someone gave me 500 pounds randomly. I needed that for something else I was paying for. And it's like, then, uh, then my response was, oh my gosh, God's good. I want to tell everyone about mm-hmm. him. I will go anywhere. I will do anything mm-hmm. because I know of the power of that in my life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the step before we say, God, I'll do anything. I'll go anywhere. But we're not allowing ourselves, like you're saying, to mm-hmm. receive. So we know how really how good he is mm-hmm. um, for mm-hmm. ourselves, not just because... Mm-hmm. And it's not a response out of insecurity, you know, and a a lack of trust in the father. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, you really will provide for my every need. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 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 They're like, oh, you you really will. Not just I've heard you will or I've seen the stories. Mm -hmm. And again, there's nothing wrong with that when there's been revelation from scripture. Like, oh, my gosh, he's so Mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. But receiving it Mm -hmm. and giving him the chance to to bless you um, and receive. But I think our own insecurities can get in the way but speak you know speaking of the whole like the weakness thing Mm. one of my biggest pet peeves of church um as in the institution of church Mm -hmm. is um is this performance culture just going Mm. back to the weakness failure thing Mm. is just the performance culture and i honestly think we do it without knowing Mm -hmm. i think even in the most you know less less shiny churches Mm -hmm. i think there's still a because because we want to know we're doing well we want to measure our performance Mm -hmm. as it were because it's a vocation a job yeah um so how do we break through that what's your what would your what's been your journey and I say the word journey not to sound Christian but just because it's a continual process Mm -hmm. um for us so the reason why I'm asking is because we can ask ourselves how if I'm if I'm busy in church I'm doing really well or if I've been to this many meetings if I'm a great leader if I'm a great like leader there's no where does it say in the bible it talks about being a follower but yeah that's another podcast for another time um how do you get up on stage and know you did your best even if mm. you're feeling really weak mm. um you know because you've got to take the congregation almost on this journey to mm. to then go into receiving the word or like how do you how do you acknowledge weakness while still having to almost perform in inverted commas mm. i don't i don't think you can be in close relationship with jesus and not be aware of your great need for him (laughs) yeah i don't think it's possible and i i the the better connected my my answer to that is always to be connected Mm. to the lord to the holy spirit um i don't always do that well i think sometimes people assume people sometimes ask me like oh you must just have the the most incredible (laughs) you're like no i'm just so (laughs) desperate for him (laughs) it's because i can't well yeah 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 you become pretty aware pretty quickly that i've got really nothing to give without him um 
And also when you're in that space, he normally shows up in the most phenomenal ways. Mm. And when you just when you're like, I've got nothing, I've got nothing today, Jesus. Um, they're usually some of the best, yeah. some of the best moments. Yeah. And I think he does, it's his kindness that he does that because he wants us to know, yeah. um, I'm here, you need me and I will be here. Mm. <laughs> um, not just you need me, yes. look how weak you are, yeah. but you need me and guess what? This yeah. is like free gift, not dependent on what, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think staying connected to the Lord. I also think there's like, um, I've, I, I, it's, it's very vulnerable doing anything doing anything in life um but doing anything um especially like in the arts like anything creative i think creative Mm. people are are, sensitive souls sensitive soul and i am a sensitive (laughs) soul and i always used to say that i you know i used to say over myself when i was younger that i wasn't creative Mm. um which i laugh at now pay attention to the things that the enemy the enemy says that is a real weakness for you because Oh my goodness! Yeah, well, it's the opposite to the truth. Yeah. So he's trying to lie. If he's the father of lies, he's actually telling you mm-hmm. you're really creative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I am, I am, I am very sensitive and I'm super emotional, and it it does cost quite a lot to show up and be vulnerable. And um, if I lead, I, I hope that when I lead worship, that mm. I am inviting people into um, a vulnerable space with mm. the Lord. Um, and yeah, um, that can feel like it costs. And there was, there was sort of a season where I would just be like, oh, I just can't, I just, I don't want to do that. Mm. I don't want to do that. It's not fun for me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I want to play. I want to play. (laughs) I want to play because I, you know, me, I'm like, you know, simultaneously very intense same very intense and then simultaneously just want to have a play i'm exactly the same <laughs> do you know what though that's an interesting thing i mean yeah, no, okay, that, yeah. it's just like that's also what's hard isn't it because you're like i take god so seriously mm. but i just so want to have fun and mm. there's also nothing wrong with that and we can so get caught up in the seriousness and the busyness mm. that we forget that one of the fruits of the spirit is joy yeah <laughs> and it's so important yeah. carry Laughter. on um so yeah i would I would literally do like a little move before I went yeah. on stage where I like yeah. shook off, I brushed shook off stuff from yeah. my shoulders because I just, I would feel all of this stuff like clinging on mm. all, of, all of the thoughts of like, what will people think? And and um, you're probably going to make a mistake and uh, your poor band and <laughs> all of this stuff that would cut, that would sort of come up. And I, I just, yeah, had to be like, oh no, I, I know that I'm being obedient to jesus and that that is um and you can only know that if you're connected to him Mm. so the sensitivity thing's really interesting Uh i just want to jump on that because um i am very sensitive Mm. and i i get told that by people that you know (laughs) i I feel like i was thinking earlier i think my childhood report from school will still say the same today yeah anna's great with people yeah but talks too much Mm. and anna and it's very sensitive Mm. (laughs) but i actually don't you know, I think every weakness is a mass is a massive strength, which is the point mm. of this podcast. And um, I, th- I think sensitivity is something, particularly when it comes mm. to for you with worship leading, mm. for me with in, with church stuff, is a huge strength because it means that we're tender towards what's going on. Yeah. But also, I think you know, as something that we're processing in society, is it's very male dominated when it comes to mm. leadership. Yeah. So how do you stay authentic to sensitivity when it's 
male-led leadership mm. or when it's heavily male team or whether as a culture in the UK we're quite uncomfortable with sensitivity because yeah. that means emotion and everyone can be yeah funny about emotion so yeah. how do you stay sensitive then yeah uh it's a big question I've been lucky in the last few years like having just men around me that um really believe in me a lot more than I believed in myself mm. and have intentionally made space for me mm. um uh shout out to Tim Cook like it's a classic <laughs> example he's a very you may like, know him of a hundred hours <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> formerly known as um he's a drummer he's he's yeah. and a good friend and um he's he one really of the respects most, you he's one of the most male yeah men that he's I know lad. yeah he's a lad, <laughs> he's a lad. um he has a very strong wife, though. Um, yeah. Good job. <laughs> good, good job. Someone's got to do it. Um, but he, I think, um, again, I think if it's genuine and it's authentic, mm. I think people are really hungry for it. I was having this conversation with our friend, John Toms, the other day. Shout out, John Toms. Shout Tom. out, John Toms. Um, we were talking about, because somebody said to me, um, oh, the problem with church at the moment is that it's, too emotional and too emotional for men mm. um and i you know i'm not a man <laughs> um i just wonder whether i think i think men are crying out for a space to bring their emotions and yeah we have boxing men in by oh my goodness saying oh that it's too emotional for men it's like well, what if what if they were allowed to be emotional without mm. people thinking oh they're a guy and they're crying and there wasn't yeah. shame attached to it yeah um and you see it, you see it coming out in all other areas of, of culture, you know, f- football stadiums filled with people shouting and crying and screaming and, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Or, so or, or it comes out in, in aggression or it comes out in whatever. And I think, um, I think the fear around, uh, emotion is, uh, is false. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we need to do, find how we do emotion in a in a healthy way. Because I've I have been in environments where people have led things in, in a very emotional way that hasn't been sensitive and hasn't been yeah yeah. And so I I totally get it. Like yeah. oh my goodness, it's not a good feeling when people don't feel safer. It feels a bit weird or yeah. It needs um, to be authentic and true and yeah. But again, like if you're connected yeah. to the Lord, like if you and I think different people have different callings. I used to, um, yeah, I, I think I think it's very easy to look at, try and imitate other leaders um, and try and imitate the call of God on their life. Yeah. And I would do that for a very long time. I was under some incredible worship leaders when I was younger and I would try and imitate them mm. um, because I thought that was, that was, yeah. And sometimes it's <laughs> helpful when you're just starting out and you're just learning the ropes and, yeah. Um, but I had to learn like what my call was. And so I would say, um, if if you're built that way, if you are in- inclined that way and that's what the Lord's put in you, mm-hmm. find healthy ways to let it out mm-hmm. um, and safe spaces to do that. And Yeah, that your sensitivity is something not to self-abandon, mm. um, it, but also it's something to... I mean, when I used to get that feedback back in the day and I still get it about being sensitive... It was probably because I was overly emotional and overly, like, didn't know how to... But it's finding the right people, the safe people that you can Mm. hopefully be like that with. Um, Mm. 
So I was talking to a group of people last week and I was saying to them, if you could write down, I got them to get the phones out. And if you're listening, then do this as well. If there's one truth that mm. you have about God and this is what I do when I feel so weak, this becomes my strength. What's For me, it's God, you're good. And I know that you've got a good plan. When mm. everything else in life looks really crap um, or if I'm going through a really rough spot, Mm. the truth that I hold on to is God I know you're good and I know you've got a plan and when I'm feeling weak that literally is mm. God, like it makes me stronger because mm. I'm like oh this isn't actually I'm not I don't actually need to be as overwhelmed as I feel right mm. now what would your one truth be mm. in the place of weakness I love that um I think I would say uh that God you're near mm. and you see me I think that those are they bring me great comfort mm. and great security um yeah yeah when I was younger I was in a um job that I really hated and I just was mm. <laughs> I remember I was like cleaning candle wax out of jars and um spent all afternoon like pouring boiling hot water into mm. these like jars that were full of candle wax so I was just sitting there at the end of the day going what am I doing this is yeah. so dull knowing that you have a huge calling on it yeah own. yeah and I've always sensed that I've always mm. been like yeah I feel, feel super cool um and uh the Lord just really quietly said Anna I see you mm. I see you mm. I see this I see what it costs you mm. um and it's really pleasing to me yeah. and I'm near yeah um and I could, uh, I'm, I'm like, oh sweet, I can, <laughs> I can get through all of the stuff. Yeah. Um, I think it's really true in pain, isn't it? A lot of the time, um, mm. in grief and loss, like the thing that you need to know is that yeah. some that that you just need comfort yeah. of someone close by. Um, and yeah, and the seeing thing is really important mm -hmm. because the yeah. my brother said it was a Facebook update that he did absolutely years ago that's always stuck with me when I don't feel seen or yeah. if I'm like, oh, but I'm called to this thing. I, I want to do women's ministry. I want to be uh -huh. like that, you know. Um, ben just said David was found in the field. Yeah. And like he was a king. He was someone yeah. that would write most of the Psalms that we yeah, yeah, so yeah, relate yeah, to, yeah, but yeah. he was a shepherd boy in a field and hmm. God knew his coordinates mm. and he sees you and he's near. Something that me and Anna do regularly did I cut you off Anna were you mid thought not at all Anna's an introvert so I sometimes have to give her a bit of breathing space to think about <laughs> <Take> thoughts <either. laughs> um so that Anna and I do um which we need to do more of actually mm. is we'll voice note each other or call each other up and say what are the lies mm -hmm. you've been believing and you know as we finish this podcast it might be just worth you guys listening as well to think about those things because Anna and I will challenge each other of this is the stuff I'm believing. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you say it out loud, you're like, oh, this is actually, <laughs> it's just rubbish. a lie, it's rubbish. Yeah. Um, I don't actually think this about myself, it's it's a lie. Mm -hmm. And that's enhancing weakness. But actually then when we acknowledge the lie, we invite God in to fill us with his strength mm -hmm. um, and empower us. And that's something that we've found quite helpful, isn't it? Yeah, so just... the best. You led me in that. <laughs> well, I loved it. She, she... <laughs> I don't think we knew each other that well. And yeah, Anna would just probably like... Not. I have no boundaries. <laughs> oh, but only because you knew that yeah. it was safe. It was good. Like you just like, tell me your worst thoughts about yourself. Go. <laughs> so intense. I love but it. it's true, isn't it? Because everyone has it. Everyone's got that thing on, like, oh, I'm too this. I'm not enough this. Yeah. yeah. Physically, emotionally, mentally, relationally, without us even knowing. And sometimes we just need to say, 
oh my gosh, this week I've been believing that actually maybe I'm not even, I don't know, yeah. called to whatever. Maybe I should just yeah. work in this whatever. And it's yeah. like, oh, that's just, it's just, it's just robbing you of your joy. Mm-hmm. And you should be, you should be self-accepting because Jesus mm-hmm. loves you. And that's the strength that even in the midst, whatever your job, whatever your, what's going on in life, whatever your situation it doesn't matter how bad it is. And I think some people, mm-hmm. the reason why I like love you, Anna, is because some people can see the glossiness of stage yeah. or with me, you know, the confidence or whatever, yes. but actually not always see. Yeah. This comes from the fact that I'm really weak and I, I'm allowing God to just... Yeah. I remember my pastor said to me on um, near Easter, we were both just feeling exhausted, yeah. absolutely exhausted, and we're about to get up and lead. And we were like, oh, I don't have a lot to bring today. And mm. she was reminded of Palm Sunday when mm. Jesus rides in on a donkey. Mm. He uses the lowest of the low to just mm. to present himself and introduce mm. himself as king jesus mm. um and she said when a prayer she went god i thank you that you just use us just we're just two donkeys and it's like <laughs> oh yeah that's all we are but he chooses us yeah. and he makes he's strong we don't have to be all that he's the strong one yeah um that's oh. your reminder that's perfect timing oh for <laughs> lovely lovely end she's about to have a facial everyone oh so, uh, my gosh <laughs> change of gears but Anna I'd love it if you could if you could just pray mm. um and if you guys I don't know not everyone's a Christian that listens to this so if you think it's weird to pray just you don't have to do anything but Anna's gonna pray and if you're a Christian and you've been in church mm. since the womb just it's just you're just loved in your weakness because <laughs> it's an invitation for God to show who he is mm-hmm. so Anna take us mm-hmm. oh jesus i thank you so much for every single person um listening to this Lord, i thank you that you you're near thank you that you see us thank you that you um you know us deeply and um lord i just ask that you teach us what it looks like to embrace weakness um, God, thank you that you don't require anything of us than just us <laughs> to be ourselves. You're not waiting for some perfect, shiny version. Um, and Lord, we do want to be people that just receive your love without condition, without expectation. Um, and Lord, I pray that out of that would come a beautiful, beautiful strength in you. Um, yeah, in Jesus' mm. name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Anna. Thanks for doing this podcast. Wow, no worries. And then a little encouraging thought to leave it on is that I was in the gym the other day, and um, oh, yeah. I know it's <laughs> nice to show an appearance. Sometimes I'm a great philanthropist <laughs> for the gym. I love to donate monthly. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I was in there, and um, I was struggling with weights. I mean, it was actually embarrassing. And Jono said to me, Anna, you're stronger than you think you are. And just just lift the bar. And so like to you guys listening with everything that we've said is you're stronger than you think you are. Just keep just keep exercising that muscle. Yeah, that's good. And allowing God to come in and and lift the bar with you. Mm. Anyway, have a good have a good rest of your day. And I'll look forward to episode three. Thanks, Anna. Oh, that's a lot. Bye.